0: Hello and welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and this is my uncontrolled, uncensored podcast. You can find a Fistful of Truth initially on my blog at Delara where the NSA has not shut me down yet. They're trying, they're slowing it down, they're speeding it up. Right now they just muted my computer and made me start all over again. It's pretty amazing how far they'll go to suppress this narrative to control this narrative they just can't seem to let go of their control but guess what patriots this podcast is not going to be stopped by anything or anyone except almighty father god so in the meantime you can find a fistful of truth here at delaraesengil.blog is where the episodes will air first and then i'll throw it on I'll, I'll throw it on to them i'll throw it to them they can have a bone they can have it on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google, Apple, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever this podcast is, they can have it. Even on Rumble, they are slowing it down, speeding it up, because they've got no other life than to sit here and try to control the truth that I'm trying to deliver to you guys daily. Do you think I'm going to stop? No. So, in the meantime, you will find this podcast here on the blog at DilaraEssengill.blog first. Sometimes it'll be a blog cast. today. It's an audio cast and then it'll be thrown up over there and they can do whatever they want with it because you want to throw me to the wolves. I'll come back leading the pack. You can also find me on my new website, a fistful of truth.com a fistful of truth.com features the latest podcast, blog post, and much more all in one convenient location. But remember again, last time I'm going to say it in this intro, so bear with me. When you check for a new podcast, A Fistful of Truth, the weekly program, go to the blog first, DilaraEssengill.blog, where it will be aired first because it's being messed with everywhere else. Thank you for listening to my introduction. And thank you for tuning in. Today is July 11th, a lovely day it is in the neighborhood. July 11th is Monday, and you know what Monday is, folks. It's Monday Matters today we're going to be talking to Montana Sky in New York. So watch California and watch New York today. We're going to be talking about some topics also with Montana Sky coming up in the next few weeks. But today we're going to focus on what's going on first in New York and then in California. Here we go. Well, welcome to Monday Matters, Montana Sky from New York. How are you doing, Montana? I'm well. How are you today, Delara? I'm always well. I'm always well, but I feel like we're stuck in Groundhog Day. How do you feel?
1: Well, Groundhog Day, uh, we're like on year,
0: what, two, three, ten? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's kind of like that, uh, that POTUS uh, Twitter little video he put up where it was like Trump 2016, 2020, 2030, 2050, you know, 3000 something. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to go on forever. It's how I feel.
1: It could. We'll have to see. We have a whole lot of people who are going to exit one way or another, you know, because we have a lot of truth coming out and a lot of um, yeah. things happening in front of their eyes. And a, it, a lot of people can't handle it. It's, it's going
0: to be strange for them. Many people will leave this earth. And uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, sponsoring a few of them, but they're going to do it on their own.
1: (laughs) It's really sad because some of us can already see on their faces and on their foreheads, just about like a sign that they're going to be leaving. But of course we can't say anything. And we do, we do hope that they will just in time wake up or recognize that something's shifting and be part of it so that they can go forward with the rest of us. Amen. I pray that for
0: everybody, all of them. And, you know, it's up to each individual person. It's, we can only save ourselves and we come into this world alone. We leave this world alone, but yet we have our soul family that we connect with throughout lifetimes. And I believe you're one of uh, these people, very special people. So I'm very blessed to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Delara.
0: I'm delighted to meet you as well, The Feelings Mutual. So tell us about, uh, you guys had some primaries in New York uh, recently, right? Yes? Yes,
1: we did. Um, it was kind of exciting. Um, i actually moved up t- upstate here on election day 2020. So this was my second or third time voting here uh, for primary or a real election. I'm a registered Republican. And we had three candidates. We had Andrew Giuliani and Rob Astorino and Lee Zeldin. Rob was a former Westchester County exec. I, I lived in Westchester for 25 years. And Rob was an excellent county exec. He had all the skills, et cetera. In fact, he was at Westchester County Airport with camera crews documenting the incoming flights uh, of illegals to wow to Westchester and from where, uh, to that airport. And they were ferried here, there and everywhere. And he was on camera with uh, News Channel 5 and with Project Veritas. And he he tried real hard to bring people's attention to that. And he was gonna have my vote until it was revealed that Andrew Giuliani, who was a much younger candidate, he's only 36, He's a go- he has a golf background. He was also an aide to POTUS for uh, his entire term as a, I guess, as a golfing guy, but also he was an administrative aide to POTUS. And I was shown from my New York Patriot friends that he was the preferred America first candidate. So I I voted for Giuliani, but Lee Zeldin from Long Island, who was underwritten by one of the um, how do we say, big pharma folks, he actually magically won, which was funny because he he theoretically had the Long Island vote, but as the returns were coming in, Giuliani had a clear lead in New York City. He was taking the Bronx and Brooklyn and he was doing pretty well upstate because they made a big effort to come up to Rochester and to Buffalo. They didn't come to my area, but that's okay. And Rudy was with him. But somehow Lee Zeldin just magically won it by 20 points. I mean, just, just like that, magic. Um, Isn't it Abracadabra. <laughs> right. And as a side note, um, Rudy uh, was recently hospitalized, I think yesterday for heart troubles. He knew that he was having problems, but he went and campaigned for his son. Uh, he's a soldier. Um, interestingly, also in New York, um, a lot of the folks who were republicans and trying to get that republican primary you know piece of paper where you actually vote and check off the candidates and then put it into the voting the dominion voting machine they didn't
0: have the republican forms interesting
1: yeah it was reported all over the state
0: wow i'm not surprised but it saddens me to see that it's still you know we're what is it? I keep forgetting what year it is. And this has never happened to me before. You know, we're 2022, two years past this uh, election debacle in uh, Arizona. Well, and in the whole country, please. And we're still not seeing any kind of definitive, you know, MSM pushed results. And I think until they take over the MSM and put it in people's face, because we all know what happened. And it needs, to be, it needs to be bought from dark to light sooner than later because here you're telling me it's still going on in New York.
1: My personal opinion is, is that nothing is going to change until after the November elections. And I'm sorry if that's a downer for anybody, but they've been so good at catching bad actors that I think they're just going to let it run and scoop them up after that. Do you think... Um,
0: Can I can I ask you sorry to interrupt but it's important when you say November elections this November or are we talking 2024. I think on a
1: state level, but the the uh, destruction that's happening to the economy in the state of New York this can't go on. And I have another theory. Uh, So I think that that on a state level, uh, it will be after this, this election in November. Uh, and after the new Congress is seated in January. Um, The level of economic destruction here in New York is not to be believed. We have major stores going out everywhere, like Bed Bath & Beyond just closed here. And I know that that chain is in trouble, but still you have, now you see large big box stores in trouble. Um, I will say also that, I think that there's going to be more cleanup, and it, it's going to take time. Uh, the other thing is that I'm watching personally, because where I live, we regularly get uh, degree days of 10 and 5, you know, January, December, January, February, I'm keeping my eye on the fuel. I think that's the key to everything. It is. Um, because- because the the uh, heating season in the northern part of the country starts October 1st, of course, in my house it's like November 1st because i'm a little bit of a cheapskate on that but. But the heating season starts October 1st, and if they don't get fuel in place uh, in, in place, I mean like it has to be shipped. And it takes time to come here and be distributed. Uh, Propane, a lot of people have propane gas heating their homes Um, and they have, or they have liquid natural gas coming over uh, or oil. That all has to be shipped into the States and distributed. People's oil tanks need to to be filled up, et cetera, et cetera. If that stuff isn't on its way by September 1st, uh, even August 15th, which isn't that far away, we're going to have some serious trouble. Logistics
0: are a thing, aren't they?
1: It's a big thing, uh, and I don't think I don't see it being talked about anywhere. Of course, we have farmers that need that fuel to harvest the crops, which are not doing well. I follow some channels where they can, you know, take aerial footage and space uh, footage of what's planted, and it's not looking good. But the farmers need fuel to, um, you know, to harvest and to, to fertilize
0: and all that other stuff
1: we we got problems.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this is part of the process because you must show them and there's no way people are going to get it until they're deprived of things that they absolutely need. And this is so sad that we actually have to even talk about this, but this is the reality we're living in. Yep. I mean,
1: that's just the way it is. It sucks, but we just have to soldier
0: through. Well, people have this false sense of reality on many different levels right now. And everybody has a a piece of it. You know, we all do. I'm sure I have a piece of false sense of reality somewhere, even though I think I don't, but I do. Um, I think that, you know, there's different levels of this, right? And I think that uh, a lot of people are feeling like, We're in school and a lot of us at the, and I'm not trying to say one is above the other here, but you know, we're a little more aware you and I, than most people I know, especially you, I have to say, and it's not because I'm trying to put you on a pedestal or anything, but that's why you and I can resonate in this, in this, uh, time. And I think that a lot of people are, um, feeling that are a little more aware, like we are that they're being forced to repeat kindergarten over and over and over again. And it's like, I don't know how much longer <laughs> I could be forced to stare at the same piece of information or, you know, it's not that I don't have compassion or wanting to see other people wake up. It's very exciting when somebody comes to you who hadn't seen something before and goes, wow, wow was that a false flag or was that real? Because I'm noticing these things. And this has been happening to me lately where I interact with people in the, I want to call it the normal world where they're not entrenched in this information or podcasting or blogging or talking with others every day. Um, They are seeing things because of what we're talking about because of the lack of, you know, maybe the fuel price is going up. I think that is an indicative and that's why POTUS keeps stressing that all the time, by the way. Um, That's what's going to, you know, what it, what is in our lives every day and what is fueled is going to be what really affects people, but this going over it over and over again and being kept at this, I feel like we're being kept at this level of knowledge as a society, because they want to control this narrative so much to help other people and give them a chance. But I don't think really that they have any control over this. I, I, part of me thinks that they just don't have any control. Um, it's like we're repeating kindergarten for the
1: fourth time, and we're so we're so frustrated with the teacher showing, you know, what's red, what's blue, what's green, that we're getting up and we're screaming. This is blue. It's enough already. I will tell you that um, I think I noted in our in the telegram room that I had eye surgery this past week. Yes. And what was interesting was I went for the follow up visit. Um, everything went really well. And I went for the follow up visit on Thursday uh, to the doctor and had to wait. Uh, but finally, it was my turn to see him. And he says, Oh, your eyes look great. And anyway, so we, we got into a little bit of a chit chat. And um, I said to him, he, he was mentioning, you know, he actually owns a farm with 200 cattle. And so he says, Yeah, well, I have to drive like about 25 miles into the office, he said. And he said, and so I listened to, he said, I don't watch TV either. He said, but I listened to um, one of the financial shows. He said, you know, it's just, this is the eye doctor. He said, this is just so crazy. The the, the media, they're just crazy. They're not making any sense. They say the inflation isn't existent. He says, I, I, I really, you know, of course we know that there's inflation. And then he says, so as I'm driving in, I'm just thinking that, even these financial guys don't know what's going on. So here is the eye doctor who is not talking to any of us, right? but the eye doctor gets it. Yes. Who because say- he's not watching TV. Yes. That's the key thing. If you're watching TV, you're really, you're really shooting yourself, not in the foot, you're shooting yourself in the head. So that's the first step. But when you can even see that the eye doctor is getting it, That's not bad.
0: Some people are waking up. Yeah. It happened to me at a, at a medical office uh, um, this last week. And I ran into somebody that I knew and they were saying the same things. And I consider them what, if you want to use the word normie, I consider them. And I said, I said, you're like a normal person to me. No, don't take that the wrong way. I actually explained it to this girl and she was laughing. I said, you're somebody who's not entrenched in the information that I'm entrenched in because she's aware of my blog and she's aware of my stance very lightly but finally there is people are starting to, to, uh, to see things. And that gives me hope that gives me hope because we're, I feel so sequestered and so isolated like the rest of us do, um, with the knowledge base. And, you know, I felt like this for a very long time because of my history and my past. So for me, it's like anything is like a breath of fresh air and a drop of water in the desert.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, It's challenging time. Um, I don't know what to say. I think that the object is, is they want to bring as many people forward into the new uh, dimension, for lack of better word, and the new times. And yeah, not everybody's going to make it, but they're trying to bring as many people forward as possible. And I think that's part of the reason that we're staying back. We have the high vibration, not just you and me, Delara, but people listening to this broadcast, people that have stayed listening to you and your telegram channel and and following and, and wondering and trying to put the pieces together, even if it's the first time that they listen to you. Those people are all trying really hard and the rest of us are putting out energy to lift as many boats as possible in the Bay. That's our job. And it sucks that we have to wait for the very last kid in the room to get that this is the color blue but we're trying to bring as many, po- as many forwards as possible. That's the only thing I can say. And yeah, I, I do my share of headbanging.
0: <laughs> God bless you. Uh, I I'm, I'm grateful to be here and grateful to reach out to even just one person. Uh, if this podcast, let me, hopefully we don't sound like we're slowed down. <laughs> I'm going to try to get around it. Like I explained before we, we hopped on this thing today. So if you are listening here and you are an, um, a new to this new to A Fistful of Truth, or you realize that I took a little break, so let me just do a little um, not shameless promotion, because there's really nothing to promote. The truth promotes itself. Uh, I will be posting this podcast on my blog today first. I will not be posting it on Spotify and uh, Anchor and Google and iTunes and all the rest of it, because I think that if I post it on my blog, I'm going to test to see whether or not little NSA man back there with his little life and his little keyboard is able to uh, mess with it because that'll really tell me something because it's been, it's not only been terminated off of all sorts of platforms, but now they've gotten to rumble because the audio, by the way, sounds completely fine when I listen to it. And for some reason, no matter what device, no matter where, no matter what IP I go to, I mean, I could drive out to the middle of New Mexico and upload this thing or maybe Russia and it would still sound messed up. So hopefully we're getting through today, but thank you for that Montana. Um, You know, I I hope that people understand what it takes to go through this, but you know, we're never going to stop speaking the truth. There's no other way. The only way for us to get out of this mess is to be 110% open and honest about everything that's going on. And, you know, part of my frustration not to go off on this too long is that I don't like the amount of control that they're exercising over the real truths, because there's people out there that know, we, we know that the color is blue. And I get that the last kid in the room has to get it. And I have all the compassion in the world for them. And I, I want to see them jump up and see it. But in the meantime, it's not fair to hold the rest of us back. So there should be, you know, the racehorse should be allowed to run the race, regardless if it's racing someone or not, just let it run. That's how I feel. Well, I think you made a
1: point a week or so ago and you said basically uh, w- what they're gonna do is they're burning us out. Yeah. Because at some point, you know, and, and maybe that's the point. And that comes back to the question of are they really white hats? And I, I actually think that we're the white hats. I think that 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 we are the ones that are the truth tellers and that we are the ones that are going to help people rise up. If you read a lot of the geopolitical and discussions, you see that there are a lot of factions going up against each other. You have agencies fighting each other, agencies fighting within agencies, military fighting itself inside of those organizations. And it's really hard to see who the good guys are. And I think think in the end it's us and i, I just agree. don't know how long it's going to take the rest of us to stand up because if you've seen that video from sri lanka where there's the fuel and the food shortage and they haven't had deliveries of either in a month did you see that that video yes. from monkey works
0: yes i saw it. i don't i'm not a fan of monkey works by the way it's another three star account just for the public not for you
1: I mean, uh, I, i'm not a fan either but it was sent to me
0: and right right,
1: only, right. and it's only 9 minutes But the point is, is that could be our major cities
0: if we don't get fuel. I think that's going to happen, by the way. I really think it needs to happen, by the way. And I believe it's only going to happen in the major cities to that degree that we're seeing. And I think the military is, I don't think, I know that the military is in place to prevent, not to prevent, but to damage control. That's a better word or a better phrase. So the the U.S. military is all over the world, and they're going to let some casualties happen. And that's called casualties of war. This is something that, you know, we're in a spiritual battle, and there's no way out of it but to fight through. And whoever's left standing is those that did not reject the knowledge. That's the the bottom line. You want to really break it down? That's it.
1: I, I hear you. I agree with you. And the important thing is, is to safeguard your family, safeguard yourself. That series that you provided is, is excellent. But I think also that this is mostly a spiritual battle and that people need to not only just say, yeah, 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 I'm open to it. You really have to understand at a deep level, what's going on that you have, different groups of people, some who have uh, consciously incarnated here, Mm -hmm. and some cut the line, as we were discussing beforehand. And those that cut the line are not really fit to go forward, they're going to sort themselves out one way or another.
0: We're watching it happen. Uh, Just a little bit of uh, background on cutting the line, which is the title of this episode today, we came up with it while we were just lightly talking before we jumped on to this recording uh, you know my grandmother always used to say that there's a a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of us waiting to come and incarnate on earth and the body is the vessel and the soul and the spirit is from god well our, us humans at least or what we what we know and um the people that don't wait their turn and this is for the audience, uh, Montana, not for you, but the people who don't wait their turn and do what is required, if you wanna call it the homework or the soul journey or the, the waiting and the preparation that it takes to incarnate into a human body. It's just like the preparation the child takes in the mother's womb you know, to be born into this world. You, you don't just have a baby as soon as the, you know the baby is made and created in the mother's womb. It takes time for the baby to grow and be ready and prepared to enter into the world um, through its mother. It's the same thing with almighty father. The soul takes time as my grandmother would explain for it to be prepared to enter the body. And these people that we can so clearly see, I can see them. And sometimes I get fooled too, because you know there are demons and archons that are at work in this spiritual battle. And I'm human. Um, But I, you know, once I figure it out, I I move on like the rest of us, we're not infallible. But these, my grandmother used to say, those that aren't going to make it, they cut the line, they didn't do the preparation, they didn't wait their turn, and they literally cut the line and took somebody else's place. And those people that are here that cut the line, they're on their way out. And you know what? Goodbye, because they're not supposed to be here to begin with. That's what we're seeing.
1: Your grandmother's very wise.
0: Oh, I love. Uh, I, I as
1: we as we discussed beforehand, there was another uh, YouTuber. I don't know if I can mention her name, but please she, go ahead.
0: It's fine, of course. Uh,
1: Magenta Pixie, who is from the UK, she uh, puts out um, purely spiritual material, and she was discussing exactly that concept. I listened to a video of hers last week, and she was discussing that exact concept that that the people who um, have selected themselves, as we say, that those people who have selected themselves basically are those who uh, were not, uh, they did not do the work. They cut the line no. and they're on their way out because they are not prepared to go forward into the new dimension. And no. it's really that simple. And I'm shrugging my shoulders. It's it's very true. Your grandmother was onto something. And for the people who are listening, if you're gonna go and look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I? Am I supposed to be moving forward? Guess what? If you're even asking that question, yes, you are meant to go forward. You are conscious. You are conscious enough to ask the question and search for the answer. So, yes, you are meant to go forward if you're even asking that question consciously.
0: Amen. So, and beware, beware, listeners, because there's a lot of false prophets in the time that we're seeing, and that's supposed to be this way. Um, so you know, discernment is something, unfortunately, that you can't, and that's okay if we're hearing a little background noise, Montana. That's fine. I'm it, sorry. It, well, it happens. Believe me, all sorts of things happen while I'm recording this. You wouldn't even believe it. Um, <laughs> these are, these are welcome noises. So, you know, there are a lot of false prophets out there and a lot of people that are um, just misleading those that I believe need to be misled. So those that are, you know, following the right path and basically listening to their, their inner voice and, and in line with God and just really aligned with God, not, not, uh, not in the wrong sense of it, but in the right sense of it, you know, it, it, it starts with yourself and the clearing of yourself. So yeah, I do. I do believe that. And that, yes, my grandmother was a very wise woman and I'm very blessed that she raised me so um, I could be prepared for this time. And I know since I was a child, I've known that there was always some bigger purpose to my life and my service to humanity. And, you know, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that you and I, and the rest of this, uh, if you want to use the word pride, that's fine. But the rest of the souls that are purposeful here to help and not hinder, uh, the rest of us, because there's a lot of hindrance going on and it's all going to work itself out. There's nothing we need to do except just keep doing what we're doing. We don't need to worry about anybody else but ourselves. And then all these souls, I believe like you and I met and the rest of, you know, my, my soulmate and I met this way, which is just miraculous. You know, I never thought I was going to be in a relationship ever again. Um, and, you know, there, there is God at work just bringing together the beauty of his children that are supposed to help this humanity move forward. And amen to that every day. I'm so grateful every morning I wake up and I know that you're out there and my soulmates here and the rest of the small group of people that you and I share our lives with and information with daily and the listeners out here that are listening to this podcast and are in tune with the frequency and the vibration of our feeling words and um, our beliefs and our our reality and our truth, the truth, really, there it is. It's called a fistful of truth for a reason. So amen to all of that. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think a lot of people Um, hear it I do wanna share
1: something else. For those people who are feeling disconnected and they're saying, well, it all sounds good, but I'm not sure how to connect. My answer is, first of all, go into nature. Um, I actually live way out in a rural area now and I love watching the birds sing. I put a bird feeder up and it's joyful. Uh, Don't be afraid to take a walk in nature, Go go to a park go to someone's garden, go work in the garden, go grounding, do whatever you need to do to connect with mother nature because mother nature and the animals and the plants, they're here for us. We're supposed to give to them and that will help you connect to the truth. Really, really important. And the second thing is, is when you're in public, Um, When I go in public, people come up to me all the time. I'm in a very lightly populated area. And some people just come up because of the energy. And our listeners, your listeners, Delara, whether they are realizing it or not, they are higher vibration and people are going to be attracted. And people may come up and ask silly questions. Like I was in a garden store and some guy came up with tomato plants. It was totally ridiculous. He just wanted to talk to me. He was asking me about some tomato plants. But the point is, is that people who are listening may not realize that they are emitting a higher vibration, which is attractive to other people, and that people are going to come up to them and just talk to them, ask them questions, and just want to kind of absorb some of the energy and you may not be aware that, that you're giving this off, that you're admitting this. So you have to be open to sharing that with other people, because this is a time when we are supposed to help those kids that still don't understand that this is blue and it's not green and it's not yellow. And yes, we've repeated kindergarten. We're now on the sixth time, but yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm just sharing
0: that. I love that. I just imagined myself with my box of crayons while you were talking.
1: <laughs> well, you are the sharpest crayon in the box, but there are a lot of dull crayons. There's broken crayons. <laughs> There's, you know.
0: <laughs> There's some leadless pencils, <laughs> the erasers that are all dry and crumbled.
1: <laughs> I know, but we, we, are, we are trying to bring as many people forward as possible because we are the star seeds. We are the, we are the lights. And, and, you know, it's a joy to do that. Yes, it can be a little bit of a chore sometimes, but you know, we need to do it. That's why it's taking so damn long. Um, At least that's my view.
0: I agree. I agree. And I do have a lot of hope for um, the near future. It it is going to be a longer haul than most people are expecting, but that's the beauty of uh, the beauty of this whole Show and this beauty of God's show really is what it is because when it unfolds, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. We just can't see it. It's kind of like the Steve Jobs speech that he gave. I always refer to this at the Stanford graduation ceremony in 2006 when he says, You cannot connect the dots of your life looking forward, you have to look backwards, and then everything connects. So we're going to see it all connect. And that's when it's not going to be one thing, it's just, it's not going to be one moment. It's going to be a series of moments and it's going to be a different timing for everyone. So we just have to be patient with each other. Um, do you want to talk about some different stuff? Sure. <laughs> you want to talk about some of the stuff that goes on in New York that maybe a lot of, it's not just New York but New York is an epicenter. Um, just like Los Angeles is an epicenter which is why we were told to uh, watch New York City but also New York State. Um, and watch uh, California not just LA. I know we're the most populated states, but also I know there's a reason for that as well.
1: Okay. Um, did you want me to talk about New York City?
0: It's up to you. I mean, we, we could okay. talk, we could do a whole series together and it would just be, it would blow uh, the listeners' minds and both our minds because every time we talk, there's new things that come up. <laughs>
1: Okay, well I I moved upstate here. Um, I'm in the South Finger Lakes area now. So um, I don't know as much about this as I do about New York City, but I can tell you in my lovely town, which is a beautiful little town, uh, we have the retail area here. And the uh, one of the malls, the little malls has a Sam's at one end and a Walmart at the other end and an AMC movie theater, which is owned by the Chinese in the middle of the shopping center. And the, um, the parking lot is about the size of, I'll say 20 football fields, roughly, maybe 15. And I, the, the reason I'm telling you this is because this is just the mall in my town the open air mall. And I'm sure this is happening elsewhere because they're digging up the entire parking lot. There's a tunnel underneath. So this has been going on now for about four months. And one night uh, I was driving by and there were a ton of police cars and fire engines. Mind you, there's no stores in this area now. There's just like Sam's and Walmart and like a gap outlet or something. And so they're opening a tunnel and that's clearly what's happening and this may be happening in other areas um especially where there's a walmart and an amc movie theater so i'm just highlighting that um but i know a lot more about new york city and so we could talk about that another time or we could talk now because that's actually a long discussion about the metropolitan museum
0: Mm-hmm. let's let's do this let's talk again um and okay. make that a, a separate episode because there's so much to go into it wouldn't do it justice for us to just lightly mention it and move on and I'd probably hear from all the listeners going we want to hear more about that so let's honor and respect that not the actual activities that are going on but the um the subject matter I think deserves a episode of its own actually um if I'm actually okay. I'm reprogramming a lot of stuff you know, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that this all happened with the censorship. You know, everything always happens for a reason. I don't get mad when the censorship happens. I get mad for a second because that's just my personality. (laughs) I'm like, damn it. But then I look at it and go, okay, what is God telling me to do? And why is this happening? Because it's always bigger than just the actual event. So I took this time to reprogram, if you will, a lot of the, um, Stuff that I had been doing on the podcast, and I'm changing a couple of different program programs um, during the week. And maybe what we can do is like do a little mini series because there's so much to be said about this. Right when you were talking about um, the mall that you're explaining, um, two days ago I was driving uh, with my boyfriend and we noticed this huge empty mall, which happens to be near a Walmart. And now that you're talking, guess what? It's also near. amc and it's totally empty and guess what they're doing they're digging it up and this isn't just happening in one location so
1: i'm sure it's happening a lot in a lot of places and that many of the listeners are saying wait a minute
0: yes that's
1: happening in my town or in some other location where they just saw it it's i'm sure it's happening everywhere
0: i'd love to hear from people that are listening to this uh podcast or broadcast or blog post today because that's where it's going to go first a lot of people are um, wondering how they can get in touch with me and the only way really is because I I am on truth social although there's not too much I, there's a whole other topic we could do on truth social and I'm not going to go there today um, it is obviously a good operation but it's being used for many different reasons at the moment it'll evolve over time a better way to get in touch with me um, is on my blog you can just leave a comment in the blog section, and you can ask for it not to be published because I do review everything. And a lot of it is sent over to spam. So you have to have entered your email address in order for me to actually see your comment, because otherwise there's just a bunch of uh, comments that come in. So if you're somebody who enters your email address and signs up for the blog, then I actually get your comment so that people are aware. If I don't get back to them, that's why. Um, Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important and there's like I said it's a labyrinth of a discussion because it's so entrenched in what's going on it's all connected of course and your location is by no coincidence Montana (laughs) by the way you know how you've experienced Westchester and you you're you've been a native there for 25 years that's a long time to spend somewhere anywhere um, to really get to know a city you have to be entrenched in it like that like I was up in San Francisco, uh, Bay Area most of my life. And I've been in LA since, I've been living in LA since 2006, but I've been working in LA since the year 2000. So it's been a lifetime split between Northern and uh, Southern California. And um, I'll go into a little bit of California news for the listeners after um, I let you go. So you don't have to listen to me ramble and look through my notes. Um, but there's not too much more going on. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today? We have a little time left.
1: Well, um, I know that you want to talk a little bit more about uh, on a separate note about about New York City. I can tell you that the trafficking of, of various um, product is evident up here as well. Um, I see a lot of bus, a lot of white buses. I'd be interested to know if any listeners are seeing white buses with My Precious Cargo written on it. That is a division of of, uh, Trailways Bus Lines. And some of those buses are up here on a regular basis. Again, I'm in the Finger Lakes area. So uh, that's a whole separate discussion. But uh, I would be interested in knowing if anybody else is seeing those buses, because, like I said, it's it's part of trailways. So, you know, it's out there so I can see the the threads and the trails of what's happening in terms of how product is being sent out through the region. And I know specifically how it's being done in Manhattan, which is a separate discussion. And uh, my daughter uh, is finishing uh, her time at Cornell. And that is the big institution up here, the only large place where you could process product uh, on a large scale. So I'm interested to see what's happening with that school going forward, because it's a very large campus, with a lot of buildings um, and you know, I just raised my eyebrows, we have a lot of wineries up here also, who could be processing product, Mm -hmm. just the way it's processed in California. Same, Um, But, you know, it's I'm right here in the middle of it. And I was asked to move up here. And I'm literally on the intersection of two ley lines, two major ley lines. So I do know that there's a reason why this area is steeped in product. Um, so uh, more than that, I have a lot of questions. There may be some other listeners who are up in this area or who have some background in this area. Um, from my New York Patriots group, I understand that there's a whole very upscale spa that's been redesigned and upgraded um, up by Lake Candayuga. And um, there are uh, people being flown in by seaplane. Okay, now this is a very desolate part of New York State. Um, And I guess they're not hunting deer, but they could be doing another type of um, activity, very similar up there. Because I've seen pictures of some of the upscale, expensive homes up there, which have large tack rooms with
0: hunting gear unbelievable well not unbelievable I'm sorry just believable and gross um it's horrifying Cornell is located in Ithaca I was offered a full paid scholarship to go to law school there out of college and I declined it by the grace of God at that time only because other things would have uh, happened although it is still you know, one of the better institutions to go to school, Um, I do know of a, I'll just say a a, a person who works there to keep it really anonymous, who's a very close friend of mine. And he has been there for many, many years. And he is very aware of what we're talking about. And uh, it is really something else especially with the location of where that school um, is, as you know, as you well know. So yeah, I would be interested to um, hear from other listeners as well, if they've been seeing what you're seeing. One of the other things I wanted to add to the uh, logistics that you were mentioning about the, um, the white uh, buses, is that what you said? Call them buses? Yeah, they're buses. The, what I've seen here for the first time, because I've worked closely with Uh, food suppliers like Whole Foods, Costco, uh, Walmart, of course, owned by Sam Walton. Uh, I did a lot of work for them when I owned my company for 12 years, thinking I was getting away from crime from the DA's office. And then what happens is I end up in the food chain, supply chain, learning about that in our country, not just in my local region here. Uh, One of the things I notice... You know, it's like when you, when you, I was making a joke with this girl. I was some, I was in a store buying something the other day and it was a retail store. I haven't been into a retail store in a long time since probably pre COVID. So it was like, almost like I felt like I was coming from a third world country, walking into a mall in America. I was like, wow, I feel so foreign here. And you know, like folding jeans was something I had to do when I was working in retail many years ago at Macy's when I was a, a law student. And folding the jeans never goes away. Like I still fold my jeans the same way in the closet. I was making a joke of this. So to bring it to the food service industry, I had to pay attention to the trucks and the loading and the docks and the cold storage and all this when I worked in the food and logistics industry on a massive scale. So I always notice what we call reefers, refrigerated trucks. I always noticed them on the freeways because I would keep an eye out for the distributors that I I worked with if their drivers were driving badly or they were drunk or something looked weird. I'd be like, hey, your truck was over here today. Was that supposed to be here? And something I've noticed that you said, I, I would have never thought about this, but just talking with you brought it up. I've been noticing so many reefers, refrigerated semi trucks that are white with no markings on them. And I have never seen that before, not in California, not in any other state. And I actually found myself as a passenger in a car when you're able to look around a little bit more, looking for any sign of identification on these trucks. And it wasn't something I, you know, uh, intentionally or got on the road and said, let me go look for logistics trucks today. No, it was just something weird. You know, when you notice something that's off.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. The other thing that I noticed about my area when I moved up here, you know, I had to switch from my favorite classical station, WQXR, uh, to the local classical station. And I heard the strangest ads. Hmm. They're advertising for people to come in and give blood Oh boy, on a monthly basis. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? Like they're paying these people like $400, $400. Wow. and the, the promo says it's to help, you know, patients, yada, yada, yada. You can get this every single month. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is not for helping patients. No. This is for other purposes.
0: Well, you know, I did a podcast, but I don't even know if it's audible, but I said, The food shortage that we're seeing isn't just for Sri Lanka or anything. Yes, the food shortage is for them because they are short on food. And I can tell you personally, eyewitness testimony, I have seen some of these Holly weird people lately that most, uh, I guess, people have seen on the screen. They're not looking too good.
1: Well, these, these ads, I, I listened to them when I moved up here two years ago. So fast forward, and I can't help but wonder if this isn't happening in other parts of the country. So I'm wondering if any listeners are hearing, uh, any of the podcast listeners are hearing this on their local
0: radio stations as well. Well, tune into that, folks, if you can. I don't listen to the radio, but now I have a reason to turn it on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start keeping my ear out for this because it almost sounds like a wine of the month club kind of thing. If you're they're donating that monthly and they're getting paid, it sounds like they're trying to uh, provide, provide for something else other than the obvious to me.
1: Um, hang on first. Sure. So wait a minute. If we're in a wine region and they're advertising this, is that what's really their bottling? Are they bottling grapes or are they bottling
0: other stuff? We know that in Napa, they were bottling other stuff and it was not advertised in any kind. Of course, it does not behoove the MSM to say any of this, but there is, it's a very small community in Napa. And I was, uh, I was an attorney and later uh, worked in business with um, some major wineries that are now owned by Diageo. They weren't owned by Diageo at the time. Of course, we know what Diageo is. But in the meantime, um, in the community, the farmers are few. I want people to understand that farmers grow grapes and wineries that are larger, buy from them and source them, just like anything else, just like eggs, just like meat. It's just the same thing. And in the farmer community, I was recently up there because I had to pick up some items that aren't, aren't wine or anything to do with wine. I had some storaged items up there from my previous business that needed to be removed from the place that was being stored and the community is very small and the people in the community aren't idiots. They're not very cabal, shall we say, because they're not they're farmers and they live off the land and they don't really care about the latest Gucci bag. I mean, it's kind of looked down upon if you're, if you look like you're coming from the city and have too much makeup on people are looking at you sideways, which is how I'm used to growing up you know, in the small city of Santa Cruz, but this is North of Santa Cruz, Napa Valley. People are aware of what was being modeled. People are aware of the darkness that was going on. People are talking about this. And these aren't people in the, in the, um, you know, community that you and I have found ourselves in the truth. And I don't want to call it the truth or community because that has a stigma that's come with it. Um, But the people that are just seeking truth and God, They know what's going on up there. And yes, the answer to it is yes. And that's why a lot of the uh, wineries have been closed up there. I drove through it and took some footage and posted it. They're closed and they've closed their cellars and the main tasting rooms are closed because God only knows what they were serving up.
1: Yeah. Wow. So New York State wine has a whole nother
0: level to it, doesn't it? you guys are ahead of, ahead of the, ahead of the game on that one. I'm, I'm afraid Um, it is unbelievable. What's been going on, especially with the Finger Lakes area, you know, and a lot of people listening to this already know about the tattoo on Hunter's back. And um, it's, it's real folks. It's beyond real. And actually the rabbit hole as Montana and I will bring to you and discuss I know you're very aware and we've been talking for years since Twitter you and I um, online and offline um, and it's great to connect with you here today but the rabbit hole of what we're discussing is so much deeper than what has been somewhat presented to the public at this time and I think the public needs to know more. It's time. It is. All right well I think that was a great uh, talk that we just had, and I hope the listeners appreciate you as much as I do. Thank you for being here today, Montana Sky.
1: Well, thank you, Delar, for inviting me. It is a total pleasure, uh, whatever I can do to help you and to also share truth. Um, I think each of us has a piece to the puzzle. Yes. Um, uh, some people have corner pieces, some people have middle pieces, some people have side pieces, but we Each have a piece of the puzzle. Every one of the listeners has a piece of the puzzle also. They need to realize that.
0: Yes. It's not just us here. We're just like you out there. I am just the same and we are just putting it together. So it's kind of like a truth potluck, you know, Um, you got to bring it to the table. And I really appreciate the people that do share with me. And it's the only reason I do this. I already know this information. And I don't know all of it. And I get more out of it by talking with people like you and other other people that I've never even met before write to me. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I just want to give up and I just want to stop. And I want it to all be over. We all feel this way. And then it's exactly at that moment that I get a message from, from God, but it's always delivered through one of his beloved children. And I'm very grateful to everybody who writes in and you guys keep me going. Just like you guys say, I keep you going Montana, you keep me going and the rest of the Anons out there and the Patriots and the truth seekers and just people who want truth and freedom and liberty and justice for all, all keep me going. So amen to that. Amen. Well, thank you, Montana Sky. That was an excellent podcast. I have to say, that was probably one of my most favorite guests I've ever spoken with and Patriot and friend. So it's not just uh, that Montana Sky was a guest. I really appreciate um, how she's a warrior and has been sticking through this with me and all of us since POTUS began on Twitter is how we met. So it's been six years deep into these rabbit holes and then some. So in the meantime, uh, that was a great recap of what's going on in New York. We're going to be continuing this topic and talk. Uh, We touched on some different things today, but we're going to be talking about those separately in another program coming up. So stay tuned. I haven't announced what that's going to be called. Today's today's podcast for Monday Matters is called They Cut the Line. So today we're going to go over uh, California a little bit here and what's going on over here on the West Coast real quick before we uh, close up this episode of Monday Matters. There's a lot of different things happening in California, uh, among which, you know, today there was a, uh, I don't know if it was today or last night, I think it was what, 5,000 uh, pounds of methamphetamine crossing in from Mexico, as POTUS was talking about. And do stay tuned for that POTUS decode, it is coming up. Uh, as potus was talking about all the drugs and what's coming through that border let me tell you folks it ain't pretty you don't want to be driving back and forth from california to mexico i did it once across the california border and i was coming back in as an american it is not fun it is like something out of a very bad movie you don't want to be in most of the time not all of the time five thousand pounds of methamphetamine crossing from mexico um, they arrested four men in California a day ago after they were caught attempting to transport over 5,000 pounds of methamphetamine. You can check out that article and more anywhere on any any news, uh, not the MSM, but you can check it out anywhere. Also, 10 hours ago, Yosemite there was a fire, a huge fire in Mariposa Grove as the Yosemite fire explodes. I'll tell you what it is: um, fast-moving wildfire in Yosemite is consuming hundreds of acres. God bless the firemen that are fighting that fire right now. My heart goes out to all of nature and God's creations. However, I do have to say there is a lot of trafficking that goes on below underground Yosemite. Yosemite is actually a national park in California where a lot of people go missing every year too. It's not talked about very much. It's not advertised very much, but there is a creepy feeling at Yosemite. I have never liked it, and uh, I think it's kind of dooming and damning. I've been to several weddings at Yosemite that have ended up in divorce only six months later. Don't get married at Yosemite. And I'm sorry if you have gotten married at Yosemite and you're still happily married and proving me wrong right now. But I don't know, man. Something really weird is going on uh, with Yosemite. Um, Also today in California news, uh, there was a Nevada man that was charged. This is kind of important. Um, In 1982, in a cold case murder of a five-year-old girl in California. I do remember this case. This guy, the 70-year-old creepy pedo, Robert Lanou of Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada, what a winning town that is. I got married right outside of it in Minden, where POTUS spoke at a rally uh, sometime this or last year. This guy, Robert, uh, Robert of Reno, Robert the pedo in Nevada, arrested for the abduction and murder of a five-year-old little girl who had disappeared in 1982, this little girl Annie Pham, is horrible, um, and you know I want to highlight something. I'm really glad they've got this creep, and God knows how much more damage he's done. But this uh, this case was cracked with a DNA um, a DNA solution. So what happens is um, this this guy is being uh, highlighted in the news, I believe because we are going to be seeing a lot more of these types of arrests of, um, DNA that was, uh, that can be extracted. Um, and I'm not going to say how or when, cause that might be painful for, for people that are listening that have lost loved ones, but DNA is going to play a very important role in the upcoming prosecution of not just what is going on right now worldwide, but also people that have think they have gotten away with it because guess what? Um, people listening out there and I know my audience is good so have some faith and hope in that the district attorney's office and the uh, various law enforcement agencies generally work yes there's corruption yes there's dirtiness everywhere but you know I believe the good outweighs bad uh, most of the time and all of the time and that's what we're seeing right now in this major turn in human history but a lot of evidence is kept from uh, murder cases it's not thrown away and uh, you know, the evidence that disappears are things like kilos from dirty cops. Yeah, that's, that stuff happens. I've seen it. But the evidence that stays normally, unless there's some really bad, bad shit going on where people are bribing people, threatening people, and yes, that happens and people die. Uh, it's not a clean world, the world that I worked in, in the world world of uh, criminal justice and special victims, especially special victims is when there are children being raped, pedophilia crimes, crimes against women, crimes against humanity, special victims. So it's a lot of what we're seeing right now. But a lot of that evidence gets locked up and kept in case the case, if the case is solved, which is what we're talking about here, and people think they've gotten away with it, they think they've gotten away with it, And that evidence has DNA on it. And guess what, folks, they're going to be going through all that evidence and a lot of the people that were just tested or you know what it and you don't even have to be tested or you know what it if you walk through an airport terminal, if you walked up to a bus terminal, if you've got on public transportation, if you walk down a street in any major metropolitan area and more and pretty much everywhere now, unless you're in Africa or in the middle of nowhere, and even then it's not going to be safe soon they've got your dna your dna is a frequency read and they've got your dna so all of these mofos these these pedos these these pussies that 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 molest rape and murder children and they don't have to be children it can be women too or men it doesn't matter but these disgusting, vile criminals that think they've gotten away with it, like Mr. Robert Lanou of Reno, Nevada, who thought the 70-year-old creep who got away, thought he got away with this five-year-old little little girl that he ki- raped and murdered, all that evidence in those lockers, all that evidence that's been filed away for years for open cases that we never solved in the office, they're all going to get arrested because when they say they have it all, it's not just about the deep debate. It's about all these motherfuckers, excuse my language, but that's what they are. They're the dirtiest and worst people. They should not be allowed to live. And the best way, the best thing you do to them is you just lock them up, lock them up and throw away the key because in prison and in jail, well, prison is where they go. They end up, they don't make it. People like this do not make it. So I can't wait to watch these people get locked up and they're using this as an example And bringing from dark to light the DNA that will be very important in the years to come, in the very near future, when our criminal justice system is undergoing reformation right now, just like the rest of our infrastructure that POTUS talks about. So, you know, this drug trafficking, this human trafficking, all of this stuff, uh, it's coming to an end. It's just going to take time. It's going to take time for us to... Uh, accept and implement these changes it's like the speed limit changing yeah people vote for the speed limit to change but guess what it takes time to make new signs it takes time to enforce it it takes time to let people know about it and it takes time for people to understand that it's indeed been legally changed so that's what we're going through right now um, anyway these are just some news and we hope that the um, we hope that the Yosemite fires do get put out. There is some other news that came in from the, uh, the Department of Justice, the California Department of Justice. Uh, there's interesting interesting stuff going on with um, our, I guess, Rob Bonta, our um, Attorney General, which I'm not a huge fan of, but anyway, um, there's a bunch of different interesting news today that he, that he put out. He put out a tweet saying, we're urging the Ninth Circuit, so that's our circuit here in California, um, we're urging the Ninth Circuit to apply California's laws and support a California's family's fight to recover a painting stolen by Nazis in 1939. While nothing can undo the horrors of the family suffered, returning a family heirloom is the right and legally sound thing to do. But the painting is very interesting. Uh, the painting is a painting of streets that are flooded they are flooded and uh, we talked about um, some flooding today me and uh, Montana talked about some flooding we'll go into it uh, in our in our next episode where we talk about different topics coming up Um, but anyway I wanted to uh, kind of read that off kind of news because there's a lot of symbolism in that to me and I think um, pay attention to watch the water here's something interesting Um, In California, recently, the Department of Justice and our law enforcement partners arrested and sentenced, excuse me, sentenced 29 individuals associated with criminal street gangs throughout the California, the state of California, known as the Bully Boys and the Coco Boys. Oh, my God. The Bully Boys and the Coco Boys. Like these are names of street gangs now. Sounds like millennial street gangs. You know, at least gangs sounded like gangs when I was working with the gang violence units, you know, like La M or La Nuestra Familia. I'm not saying these are good. (laughs) All gangs are bad, but bully boys, cocoa boys. The gangs and their associates were alleged to have conspired to defraud victims. Yeah, these are millennial gangs throughout California by hacking the credit card terminals and merchant accounts of dozens of medical and dental businesses not funny but the defendants will serve a combined prison sentence of approximately 86 years this would send a powerful message criminal activity will not be tolerated in our state and we will hold those participating in illegal activities accountable what does this tell you here's what i read into this bully boys and cocoa boys these wannabe gangs that hacked into credit card terminals of medical and dental businesses. You would think this is not as bad of a crime as human trafficking, but guess what? This is a federal crime, even though it's in our state. And these people are now in jail for 86 years, up to 86 years. So I think what we're seeing here is you know, all those digital assets that are online that Lynn Wood keeps pointing out with those little three star payfag situations going on. Those people need to go turn themselves into the U.S. Marshal, like Lynn has said, because they're going to be in jail for a very, very long time, if not a military tribunal for conspiracy for treason, because all they need to do is just show that there was conspiracy, which is not hard to do. And conspiracy for treason holds the same punishment as treason itself. But you know what? People that are that narcissistic, that mentally unstable, and that much personality disorder going on to believe... That they're actually above the law that they're not going to get caught they're not going to get revealed their crimes aren't ever going to be punishable and that people are going to drink the kool-aid and really believe all the shit that they're constantly spewing they've got one coming to them and all lies will be revealed and god is definitely working because we're seeing all these pieces of news that look like they're just regular you know news here and there coco boy is getting arrested you know meth thousands of pounds of meth coming in the border. these are not unusual things. These are things the public can uh, digest, but they're leading up to bigger things The Nevada man with the uh, the cold case, you know a cold case is something where it's been cold because it's been not uh, open for years so it's been sitting on the back burner but DNA is a thing and they have it all is true. All of the communications. Private or non-private, all of these people use cell phones. They use something, and every single person, uh, there's no deals. We are all subject to the um, the findings of the NSA, and all of our intentions will be judged not just by our uh, reforming legal system, but at the end of the day by Almighty Father God. So there's just no lying to him, and that's pretty much it for California today. And I'm going to close this episode out. Uh, without a separate outro because I'm recording it differently due to the shenanigans going on with my podcast I couldn't even record this privately on my computer because somehow my computer gets shut down and things get muted and I could I mean soon I'm gonna watch things starting to get unplugged in front of me here but that'll be a whole other level of 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 severe infiltration, which I'm not, I'm not hoping for, nor am I manifesting. So for the meantime, thank you for tuning in to today's Monday matters. Uh, You can look forward to this being uploaded to we'll see how, what kind of speed it has. Compare the speeds, if you will, if you're out there and you're listening, try listening to this on Spotify anchor.fm, try listening to to, it on the blog, of course, where it is right now. And then maybe you know, check out rumble and let me know. Uh, If you do have some time on your hands and you're trying to go through different episodes, let me know because what they do, by the way, is, for example, you can go back and listen to uh, retired LAPD Sergeant Michael Fanning in LA Non-Confidential. That series aired and it was fine. We could hear it. But now when you go back and listen to some episodes, it'll be sped up or slowed down. And then when you go back and listen to some episodes a week later, the same episodes that were slowed down and sped up are normal. So they do it to discourage people from listening to it And they do it to discourage me from recording it. But guess what? We've been holding the line, folks. Little man out there. You little man. We've been holding the line. And we, we the people, we're not going to give up. You think this is going to bother me? You think this is going to make me give up? You've got it all wrong. Because in the end, God wins. And we are his children. And uh, there is absolutely no stopping us. Not at all. We will persevere, and we will make America great again. God bless you, patriots. Where we go one, we go all.